Good morning, Thursday morning. Terry Solomon, Smith, hanging out with you. Weather-wise, it's going to be a nice day today. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Okay, so electric charging or electric truck charging, uh, they are planning on putting huge stations in for like larger trucks. Uh, so it says Salem may soon be a pit stop for truckers seeking to recharge their vehicles while delivering goods up and down the West Coast. It's Watt Eve is the name of the company, I think. A Southern California company focused on electrifying the trucking industry plans to build a charging depot off uh, Interstate I-5 in Salem that could power over 40,000 trucks per year. Earlier this year, the company received a $6.5 million grant from Oregon's Department of Environmental Quality for the project, which is still in the planning phase. So those are the types of things where it's like, so those get funded, yeah. but an academy for our high school students get shut down. Yeah. <laughs> What's your point? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. So they're saying that they're going to be putting all these, these, these are trucks now going to be electric trucks? So the, the total project plans to be, they plan it to be around $10.6 million, at least to, according to the grant application. Um, companies... Uh, Company executives expect the site to be open in mid-2025. And so they go into more depths where, um, so the charging station is part of a string of similar stations the company is developing along Interstate I-5 in California. Um, And they are, they've got an existing one that's opened up earlier this year, and I believe that's in the port of Long Beach. And and they're saying that the the, uh, typical charge time is 30 to 45 minutes. Um... So wow. that is And I wonder how long Now that's their goal. Um so if you read you threw me for a loop here. Well, on I'm, my, I'm just reading what it says right here. The typical Okay, so the goal is to have the corridor to um infrastructure that would allow truckers to travel from Mexico border up to Washington, enabling more drivers to use electric vehicles. And they are saying they are keeping the future in mind. Hmm. Um, this is now, how much time do I have left? We're out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, never mind. Goodbye. Good morning, Thursday morning. Terry Saul, Amanda Smith. Going to be a nice day today. Highs around 82 degrees. What you got? So I'm going to keep going on the electric truck thing uh, or the charging station. So the announcement comes as Salem has become a regional hub for transportation with the new warehouses for Amazon over there uh, in Woodburn. And they've got the one right here in Salem also. FedEx, Home Depots uh, at the Mill Creek Corporate Center in Southeast Salem. Another large warehouse for Dollar General is being planned for this area as well. And Chemeketa Community College in 2019 launched a commercial truck driving program in response to the high need for local jobs in the transportation industry. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, In Oregon in 2021, we adopted rules requiring manufacturers of medium and heavy duty trucks to sell a certain percentage of electrical vehicles starting in 2024. The percentage will vary from 5 to 9% of the vehicles needing to be electric, depending on the manufacturer type, and then that percentage will increase every year. So, The Salem site would have 25 combined charging systems, or CCS chargers is what they call them, and that's the current standard for electric vehicles, and that would take two to three hours to charge a truck Hmm. currently. So that's a really long time if you think about it. If you're a trucker that's going through 
And I don't even think that can be like a, I don't think they're talking about like a semi truck. I think they're talking about like just a pickup like truck. A, like a boat truck? I, no, that's on diesel. Okay. We don't rely on that. Electricity. It's terrifying. There's so many things that could go wrong anyway. Oh, yeah. So that's a really long um, wait. Um, it would also add five chargers using the newest megawatt charging systems, a standard that's being developed for vehicles with larger batteries like trucks. Not semi-trucks, just trucks. Okay. Not all trucks are compatible with the new system, but for those that are, um, the company owner said that they will be fully able to charge a truck in 30 to 45 minutes. The length of a typical trucker break or rest stop. But people in regular pickup trucks aren't taking 45-minute break stops. That's more like a trucker. Yeah, but even a trucker, you're only allowed to drive so many hours a day before you have to do a shutdown. Right. So it's like, and then it's like, how much does this megawatt charging system even cost? And you're doing it not from semi-trucks, but for trucks. Because you even said, like, bigger vehicles, batteries. So it's just interesting. Um, Let's see. The company also, oh, they also, the company also purchases trucks and rents them to owner-operated, charging a fee that includes access to their charging stations on the I-5 corridor. So are they going to charge you? To, to charge your truck? Yes, yes. Well, yes, they will. Uh, so they currently have 14 electronic trucks based out of Long Beach facility with dozens more ordered. I wonder what they look like. Yeah. I wonder what kind of trucks they are. Hmm. Now I'm curious. So the Salem charging facility would be open to the public, meaning any trucker could stop in and charge there for a fee. Or you can have like a membership where you're signed up through them right. and, and do it like that. Um, yeah, so they're also talking to local distributors and companies and hoping to electrify their fleets and enter a contract for the charging facilities. Thursday morning, Terry Solomon is Smith. Uh, have you ever had your car stolen? No, not stolen. No? No. Never have. You? Never have. No, 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 no. I've had it broken into, but never stolen. I actually had mine moved one time. Um... They, they were repaving a parking lot, and they moved mine, and I came out and thought, where's my car? And so immediately I look up and I go, did you make the car payment? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. And uh, sure enough, they... They just moved it. Just okay. Moved it. All right. Um, let's see. You once caught your parents what? I once caught my parents what? You know, I'm not sure. My mom, she used to... I, she used to tell me, hey, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Cause she was, she used to go out of town a lot with her boyfriend, and then she'd take my baby brother with her all the yeah. time. But I would just be left home alone. And I was like 14, 15-ish. Yeah. But she would tell me she was going to the store, and she'd be right back. And then she'd and take be, off for the weekend? So that I would be good waiting for her to come back instead of like planning like a party yeah. or something like that. And um, I, was, I went to the neighbors, and I came back, and she was walking out. They were walking out with their bags. And I was like, you're leaving out of town again, aren't you? <laughs> she was like, yeah. No, these suitcases are for the groceries. I was like, okay, noted. Mm-hmm. All righty. My mom, uh, my, my father died when I was like seven years old. So she, uh, my mom was like 32 and a widow. So she was still in the prime of her life. Well, she was dating this guy. His name was Jess. And we all liked Jess. Jess was cool. And we came home one day. Um, I don't know where we were at. And uh, her bedroom door was locked. <laughs> and Ma. Yeah, I'm in here. Oh, well, how come the door's locked? 
We're wrapping Christmas presents. Well, Christmas, it's all July. Yeah. Christmas presents was like a month ago. And it's like, yeah, we're wrapping Christmas presents. And she used that line for years. Yeah. So when she came over to, to live with me up here in Oregon there, I mean, she was in her 60s at that point. And so I had, had her go and meet somebody for, for dinner. I said, are you going to be wrapping Christmas presents when you get home? You stop that, son. You stop that kind of talk. She's like, you leave that alone. Yeah, well, Sorry, Mom, but that was your dealing, not mine. Probably brought back traumatic memories for her. Or blissful ones, one of the two. One or the other. All right, well, let's send it to Dan Bongino. (laughs) On that note. Thursday morning, Terry Saul, Amanda Smith. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. Okay, so um, in the city of Woodburn, an employee, uh, a city of Woodburn employee was arrested for displaying a firearm during an argument with a private utility company worker, according to the Woodburn Police Department. Mm-hmm. On Friday, August 4th at 11 a.m., Woodburn police responded to a report of a disturbance. Um, I'm not going to name the neighborhood. Authorities said that a homeowner identified as a 60-year-old woman uh, threatened staff members of a private utility company with a handgun while they were conducting permitted work in the right of the way. And she was off duty, and so she did end up getting arrested. Um, They didn't give me much of the story, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, Why why why? Why would you even do that? Maybe she wasn't sure who they were, and they... They were obviously on her property, but on the right-of-way where they can access their meters or whatnot. Um, but maybe she wasn't... I don't know. Get I don't her on know. the phone. I'm not, Get I'm, her on the phone. I have something to I'll ask tell her. you what, though. I, the last thing I'm doing is going out of my house waving a gun yeah, in the air. Yeah. And, like, and here come the police, and you're still waving the gun. Hello? I would make sure that I knew the situation. I would make sure I... Act, like, help, hi, can I help you? Right. Who are you with? Oh, oh. No problem. Okay. I'll mind my business and go back in and drink my coffee <laughs> instead of coming out with my gun in the air. What are you doing? Wow. So I thought that was, um, you know, pretty dumb. feisty. Pretty dumb. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, let's see. What else do I have? Oh, uh, at the Kaiser Rapids at the docks. Excuse me. Um, there was a 19-year-old that died. Uh, so they went underwater. They were jumping off the docks, and they went underwater, and they never came back up. Um, I think they were under there for about 10 minutes. Mm. And this was last week. Um, he was not wearing a life jacket, and he was about eight feet underwater. Police got there, and they pulled him out, and they gave him CPR, rushed him to the Salem Emergency Department, and... Um, he did not make it. So, you guys, be careful out there. 19 years old? Mm-hmm. That's what breaks a- my heart is that you know he was there with either friends or family. Right. Having a great time, enjoying the weather, cooling down in the water, and just enjoying himself. But that's how quick things happen. hmm That is it. You have to be aware of your surroundings. And I think the most disturbing part was that he was under for 10 minutes, and people were pointing at him like, hey, that's where he's at. And it's like... Where did everybody just stand by? Did you just call the cops and were like, you're just going to wait for them? Jump in after him. Go find him. But I guess that could be scary because it's like, what took him under? Exactly. I don't want to go exactly. there. Yeah. So it's kind of a. And, and you know what? It's it's just because it's hot outside. I mean, we're, we're going to be hitting some 90s in the next few days. So that doesn't mean that the river is going to be 90. Right. It's still cold. Mm-hmm. And it could take and, your breath away. 
hypothermia kicks in real fast. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be doing that. And, and and again, if you are out there with somebody, 19 years old, though, you think nothing's going to nothing's gonna hurt me. Oh, well, those kids are invincible. Yeah, at 19. So just be careful. Be aware. Watch your kids. Check in on them. Make sure that everything's okay. Breaks my heart. Bongino's up next. We'll be back in about a half hour. Stick around.